Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Patriot Veronica loves God, guns, America, and talking to you. Call Veronica live now at 233-9988. Welcome back to Veronica Live. And we have a very interesting guest who's on the front lines helping Americans around the world. His name is Brian Stern. He's the founder and CEO of Project Dynamo. And you were in the military. Your bio says you were in the Army and the Navy. You've done all kinds of rescue. So tell us about yourself, Brian, and welcome to Veronica Live. Uh, thanks for having me, Veronica. I really appreciate it. Um, I got a kind of weird background Um kind of all over the place, to be honest. My my whole career has been a little unconventional, uh, which kind of lends itself also to why Dynamo is successful, because we're, uh, we're, uh, we are creative and innovative and a little weird. Uh, I started off in the Army uh, as an infantry guy. I was a 9-11 first responder. I was in both, I survived both collapses, uh, deployed all over the place, supported operations uh, all over the world. Uh, wound up getting uh, getting out of the army. I got hurt. Had a little gap in there. I worked for the government as a civilian for a little bit. Uh, found myself in the navy. Then went back to uh, government civilian life. I'm still in the reserves now. My 24 year long career is um, is has almost all been either with national level intelligence agencies or in the special operations community uh, um, of, of all over the place, from SEAL teams to different intel agencies, the task forces that uh, have numbers and no names, uh, that kind of thing. But it's always been, my whole career has always been weird. I'm always focused on hard targets or hard problem sets and um, not very, um, uh, at a very early age in military land, was doing, um, was fortunate or blessed enough to have really good mentors. And those mentors got me into cool really cool operations that were kind of ahead of my time, to be honest. And um, uh, through there, my specialty was always in counterterrorism, counterproliferation, uh, weapons and mass destruction issues, uh, hardened people buried targets, like underground facilities, which are, which are kind of fascinating to work on, and unconventional ir- ir- irregular warfare. So it'd be fair to characterize you as a bad dude you don't want to mess with. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> I'm looking, um, Brian, I'm looking at the picture of you in your naval uniform, and I'm pointing at it with John. I've never seen so many medals. Medal. You're out of space on your uniform. <laughs> it's going to go on, down your back now. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, but I, well, I want you know, it, it, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I'm not a very big guy, so I don't really have a lot of real estate. Is what it is. I'm, I'm kind of a kind of a small dude. Well, um, let's switch gears and talk about Project Dynamo. It's a donor-funded combat veteran-run international rescue organization that I guess you're doing stuff in Ukraine and Afghanistan. So tell us about what you've done in these countries and and getting Americans out. Yeah, so Dynamo was founded in my living room uh, in August 2021. We're relatively new, and we were one of the many groups that came out of nowhere 
to watching watching the fall of Afghanistan on TV and uh, felt compelled to do something. And there were lots of groups that, that came together. Some are still around. Some kind of petered out. Um, when the, during the fall of Afghanistan and the fall of Kabul and the failed evacuation, at the time, media was kind of comparing it to the fall of Saigon, right? That was like the big uh, talking point everywhere. Well, if you know history, that actually makes absolutely no sense. Uh, there's, there's zero parallel other than an embassy closing and, and helicopters. There's actually not really a lot of similarities between the fall of Saigon and uh, Kabul. When I was watching it, I are you I there? A lot of time there. I was in. I was in command there. Hey, well, Brian. Or one of my interpreters were killed. Brian, we're, you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you can come closer to a window. Oh. I'm losing you a smidge here. Um, Let me switch spots. But on, um, so, on, uh, I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. So, so I was watching the fall of Kabul on TV. And everyone was talking about Saigon, Saigon, and that was a little silly to me, right? It didn't really make sense. What what struck me was that uh, we you know we all saw the picture of the C seventeen, uh, you, know, you know, driving on the runway, and Afghans falling from the landing here. And as a 9-11 first responder, that's what struck me more than anything. The last time I saw that was. 20, you know, it was 20 years and a few weeks away from that moment. We were prepping for the 20th anniversary of 9-11 for September 2021 in August 2021, watching this on TV. And it occurred to me, I'm watching civilians jump to their deaths. The Taliban is back in power literally almost 20 years to the day. I'm watching the same stuff. And the last time I saw that was at Ground Zero. And it, and it rubbed me so raw. Uh, frankly, it it, it 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 reopened a wound that um, that's very near and dear to my heart, uh, which is nine eleven. So I called some friends and I said, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to pack our stuff. We're going to we're going to go forward. The whole world is looking at Kabul right now on TV. Let's not do that. Let's go to the north. I'm I'm associations and relationships uh, with pe- with uh, with folks in the north." Let's get to Uzbekistan. Let's get to. We'll go all the way to Termez. I had some friends there, and we'll 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 break open the northern route, which is how we invaded Afghanistan in the first place. That's where K two was. That's where uh, Test Force Dagger was. All those things, which uh, you know, I have a little bit of background in. So let's go to Uzbekistan, break open the north, and I convinced my friends we'll be there for a couple, two, three weeks. I I was giving speeches. I was getting ready for the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. And giving, I was prepared to give speeches in New York as a military first responder. That's what I was preparing for. So I told my friends, no matter what happens, i got to be back in a few weeks anyway. This will be one last trip, one last blast. You know, we'll get the band back together, and we'll go over, and we'll do some damage. And we'll help some people. We'll save some lives. Fifteen months later, in December 2022, we're still doing operations in Afghanistan. I can't believe it. Wow. We we expanded into Ukraine. We did Hurricane Ian, and now we're doing ops inside of Russia. And I got a Cuba case this morning. So this silly idea of let's just try and help where we could for a couple of weeks really turned into this really monster enterprise where we've we've been deployed to I think seventeen countries, 
since August 2021 from Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Afghanistan. One of the differences with Dynamo is that we do the operations ourselves. So a lot of outfits do really, really, really good work. It's not a negative reflection on them whatsoever, but the reality is they do that from their couches in Florida. They're coordinating. They're making phone calls. They're lining things up, you know, that kind of thing. I, I tell everybody, if you haven't used the plumbing in your own safe house, you don't have a safe house. You don't have it, right? And so you're the so boots, it's a, it's a much the, different model. So, so you're the boots-on-the-ground guy then, right? You, you actually go in there and, and get people and get them out. Absolutely. I tell everyone I'm Tom Cruise. I do my own stuff. Um, <laughs> if you... Uh, if you look in the, if you, if you Google Project Dynamo and Brian Stern, you'll see my big fat potato head with all the gray hair. You'll see all kinds of stuff and that's all from the field. So it's a different, it's, it's a little, it's a different way of doing it because we, we put our own skin in the game. I'm a superstitious man. One of the things that I do whenever we do these operations, when we deploy forward, I only buy one way tickets. I don't come home until they come home. Wow. It's a rule. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, uh, kind of a, a union rule, if you will. Right. I, 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 if you're an American, especially an American and you're in trouble and no one's coming to get you and I'm coming to get you, I, I'm not safe until you're safe. And that's just how it goes. And it kind of, it's kind of taken a page out of Cortez. When Cortez came to the new world, he, you know, he burnt his ships. That way, all of his men were inspired to do a good job. They were stuck there. Kind of do the same thing. <laughs> well, your numbers, Brian, are incredible. Um, it, the sheet that we have on you says that you've rescued over twenty three hundred civilian men and women and children of over a dozen nationalities in Ukraine. You've been on over two hundred missions just in Ukraine. Um, it's just, and you've rescued over five thousand people to safety. Um, those numbers are actually old. We just crossed 6,000 people. We just did our 350th mission. Wow. And, uh, yeah, uh, our Russian operation was, I think, 351, I think. So um, pretty intense Yeah, in a short amount of time. So the, the deal with Dynamo is very simple. We operate in what we call the gray space, where the government isn't or where the government can't, either because they left like in Afghanistan, and they're not coming back. Or in hurricane, during Hurricane Ian, we were the first in the water. We actually beat Florida Fish and Wildlife. We didn't know that, but we learned that later on. We were first in the water. Once resources showed up, we left, because the Coast Guard has better toys than I ever will have. But we still rescued 50 people in the first three or four days of the hurricane, right? That's awesome. Or in places like Ukraine, in places like Ukraine, where they're never going to come at all. We're never going to send right. a SEAL team into Hurston to rescue an American. We're not going to well, do that. Um, hold that even- thought, Brian. We're, we're talking sure. with Brian Stern, and he is a Project Dynamo. And you just had a very interesting rescue of two baby twins. So when we come back, I want you to talk about that. So we'll be right back sure. with Brian. I don't know about you, but I feel good. It's time to start your day with Patriot and Air Force veteran Veronica with a shot of conservatism. Call Veronica live now at 233-9988. 
We are talking with Brian Stern. He's the CEO and founder of Project Dynamo. And you go around the world rescuing Americans in harm, harm's way. And you just recently on your website had all kinds of stories about these baby twins that you rescued. So tell me about that, Brian. Uh, so this was, uh, we call this Pathfinder. Dynamo uh, started in uh, in. February, we rescued this of American twins that were born premature in the war zone called Lenny and Moisha Spector. And we had a brown with artillery when we rescued them in tubes and incubators and all this stuff. And that was our first foray into babies. I don't have children. I don't know anything about babies. <laughs> uh, that, okay, so kind of intimidating, right? Kiev, Kiev to Poland in the middle of a war zone with uh, two premature baby boys. Okay. We called that Operation Gemini. That was Gemini 1. Since then, we've done 60 cases of just babies alone. We got, uh, so we kind of got a knack for doing baby operations in the war zone. A couple weeks ago, we get a call. Uh, we get notified about these, uh, about a case with a set of twins. And we thought, how cool, because we, we the baby program is kind of, We've done so many, and there's really not many left, to be honest. So we thought, how cool. We are. We started off doing babies with twins. We'll end it on twins. How cool is that? Well, we learned. So we take the case on, and we're entirely donor-funded. So this is we have to be selective a little bit, which is terrible. We need help financially. We take the case on, and then we learn that this case is a lot more. We bit off a little more than we could chew, Right. We're really good at the war zone stuff. These babies were born, were, are American genetically. They were born uh, via surrogate pregnancy, meaning a Ukrainian woman with American babies genetically inside her belly. Okay? She was from eastern Ukraine, couldn't get out because of the war. She fled south into Crimea, and then from Crimea made her way to St. Petersburg, Russia, inside Russia. So not occupied Ukraine, Russia, Russia. She gives birth to two beautiful babies, and her job as the surrogate mother is done. Now there are two babies who are American who are sitting in a Russian hospital in St. Petersburg. They're moved to a Russian state-run orphanage in St. Petersburg, and the family is saying, these are my kids, but there's actually no way to prove it, frankly. <laughs> The State Department tries for about three months to get them out. Very difficult. The, there's a bad relationship between the Russian State Department, between the U.S. State Department and Russia, as you would imagine. And the family was basically going in circles for about three months. The babies were born September 5th. We got them out November 20-something. So they call us, and we're working on this case, and it's all about, well, how do you get two undocumented babies from an orphanage inside Russia out? legally and safely, without causing problems, somehow. And that's what we did. Everyone tried. No one could do it. The State, the, the State Department tried and tried and tried. They couldn't make it happen. Um, and a friend of theirs, who's part of the diplomatic corps, kind of pulled them aside and said privately, look, State is trying really hard, but you've been here for 90 days. You're going to be here for 90 days longer. Uh, they can't do it. And she's like, I saw these guys on TV, or I heard about these guys called Project Dynamo. You should reach out to them because they seem to know how to do baby stuff. And that's how this thing started. So 
uh, one of the nuances here is that being in a Russian state-run orphanage, Russian law says that any baby, you know, orphanages try and get rid of babies. That's their job, right? Adopt them out. In Russia, the law is that that babies can only be orphaned out or adopted out to Russian families. So this American family from Texas couldn't even legally adopt their own children if they wanted to. The law doesn't provide for it. So we figured out a crazy way to uh, to make this turkey fly, and I say make this turkey fly because <laughs> we did it before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, um, it was our first incursion, first operation inside Russia. Uh, state tried for for over three months, and we're nowhere. We planned for eleven days, set conditions, and pulled this thing off. Our operational activity was thirteen hours. Real cool, real cool, and. Um, you know, I always love it when people tell me that we can't do something, and then I do it, and it always makes me really happy. <laughs> it's always a so, big, uh, big so my question <laughs> is, was this done as like a Navy SEAL operation, or the Russians were part of this? They knew what you were doing. Um, it, uh, it was not. It was not a raid on an orphanage. <laughs> And the reason why, you know, because um, that sounds terrible, that's a really bad headline. Um, and part of the reason why is because in Russia, the rule of law applied to American citizens is flexible at best. A, a minor infraction of law in Russia can land, you can have some very catastrophic consequences. That's what happened to Bertie Griner, yeah. for example. A, mi- a minor thing post facto gives you nine years in a labor camp in a penal colony for a, a relatively small infraction of law. So the last thing I wanted to do was give the Russians an excuse to get mad at uh, my team, get, certainly get mad at the babies. And, and, you know, next thing you know, I'm sharing a jail cell with Brittany Griner and the babies <laughs> are in the penal colony with me. You know, So we didn't, we didn't want to give the Russians any opportunity to get mad. And that's one of the things about Dynamo is, is we're not smugglers. We're not, uh, we don't break the law anywhere. We figure out unique and creative ways to make the law kind of work for us a little bit to the extent that the bad guys, they may not like it, but they also really can't say much because we, we were smart. <laughs> well, so I I see on your like it, you know on your Instagram page, Brian, uh, a mother wrote in because of Project Dynamo's resolve to rescue my son from R- Russian control in Ukraine. We joyfully celebrate the holidays and every day this year, and um, you know she's pushing for people to fundraise for you. So talk about that because how big's your team? Do you have a number? Or it's just you call your buddies when you need them, depending on the mission. So we we, uh, we are all volunteers, including me. Uh, uh, no one is paid, including me. Um, uh, in, you know, fifteen months without income is a real problem. But uh, but we love the work. The team uh, we have seventeen volunteers spread out all over the place, uh, depending on where we are and what we're doing. Sometimes I have uh, people with me. Sometimes I work alone, depending on what's going on. Sometimes it's a little bit easier to be by myself. So it depends on the operation. 
um, and, and where and a bunch of other variables, a bunch of other things. So we're not tactical. So, you know, I tell everyone we're, we're Donnie Brasco, not lone survivor, right? If I, when I'm in, when I'm in Ukraine, I am in head to toe Adidas and Fila and (laughs) I have a man purse and all that stuff. I, I, I don't really wear body armor with machine guns and all that stuff. That's really not what we're there for. So um, I think the woman that wrote that is Gloria, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's Gloria. Uh, Gloria, yeah. So her, her son is Kirillo Alexandrov. His real name is anybody goes by Kirillo. We broke him out of jail uh, with Putin at the microphone on Victory Day. He's an escaped fugitive as we speak. We're the ones that told the bad guys that we had him. We did it so good. They didn't even know. He is, Alexandrov, is the first American victim of war crimes with a pulse since World War II that we rescued. And he was about 120 miles behind enemy lines. He was arrested for 37 days, tortured every single day. They tortured him. They tortured his family. Uh, mock executions, severe beatings, and uh, physical violence against his wife. All kinds of stuff. Really, 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 really terrible. And again... U.S. government is aware, but they really can't do anything at that point. They just, they, they're not, he, he it, it was a, it, it was a 29-hour car drive at that time from the border to Poland. That's a 29-hour, that's 29 hours away from the nearest thing that looks like help, if that makes sense. There's no little birds, there's no Blackhawks, they'll get shot down. Not going to work. So we, so, Brian, we've uh, got, we've got two minutes. Why, how, why do you do this? This is like incredible work. Your phone must be ringing off the hook. I mean, you're you're a superhero in Adidas. Uh, I love it all that. I, I in Adidas. <laughs> the reason why is, is very simple, especially for the American cases, right? Especially for Americans. In my career, if 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 there was an American that got in trouble and it was no fault of their own, and they say, help, and you have a We the People passport. Your passport says United States of America on it. We show up, period. It's a sacred obligation. It's a sacred oath. It's, it's what every service member swore, swore for. All of us on this call are veterans. It's part of our oath of enlistment, our oath of commissioning. It's part of the deal. Knowing that I can help and knowing that the government for whatever reason, can't, won't, isn't, whatever the reasons are, I don't really care, knowing that I can help and that they're not going to, how do I sleep at night? I don't. I do. I, I, I lead Project Dynamo, and we go get them. If you're an American and you're in trouble and I can get to you, you're coming home. Well, That's it. It's and been if a, I got to raise money to do that, then I got to raise money to do that. And I we want to vector people to projectdynamo.org. You're on Instagram. And we got to have you back because there's so many more questions we have, Brian. I thank you for fighting the fight for Americans that don't have anyone, but Project Dynamo took to help them. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. God bless. We'll have you back. We'll be right back with Jennifer Say, Levi's Unbuttoned. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.